sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Hart, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fantastic Well, I'm doing morning. great today, too. I think we, we are in our very last week of hot weather, and it's going to turn fall, and I people mean, are going to start. I think everyone is excited about that. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, thank you guys for tuning in and listening this morning. We've got some things to talk about today. Uh, when you hire a real estate agent, what questions should you really ask them? Now, I like to think about this like my two military sons, when they buy homes or when they need to sell a home in different locations, uh, what questions do I ask the realtor? Because I find their realtor for them. So what questions do I ask the realtor? Well, I'll give you my questions in our second segment today, but our on the first one, I, this came to mind because I got an email from a different real estate team that had ten top 10 questions to ask your Oklahoma City real estate agent. Okay? Those are great questions. Those, I, think, I think these will be great questions. And if you want to join the conversation today, you can call in. The number is 405-840-1000. That's 405-840-1000. And we do have certificates for a free lunch at Casa Perico for each of our callers today. Yum. I know, right? Uh, okay. The 10th question. All right. You're going to start at number 10. I was number 10 will lead up to number 1. Okay. What sets you apart from other real estate agents in Oklahoma City? Now, that is, I think, a good question, but I don't think that that is... The most important question, of course. Uh, and what does set people apart? I mean, the way they advertise, definitely the way they market right. a home. What else sets them apart, Mark? Well, I know that when I answer this question, the first thing that I say is, well, kind of Becky Ivan sets us apart. I said 40 years of experience in real estate. Mm-hmm. We've seen just about everything that has happened in real estate. You have a story that's happened that – we have experience like none other, you know. So I think that's one of those things. And advertising is a big thing. Like how how do you market a home? Right. Okay. So just the knowledge base gained over many decades. Yeah. Uh, probably sets our team apart. Okay. Number nine. Uh, do you have a team or network of professionals? Well. I mean, we have a team. I used to be an independent agent, and I did a good job at it, but I never, ever got a day off. Yeah. So now I get a day off because I've got team members who can take my calls for that day, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's a big one. So what happens when your realtor has an emergency dental event and yes. all of a sudden is going to be in the dentist's office for the next two, three hours, and you're in a competitive market. And we are in a competitive market still. And that's what surprises people is right in in this current moment is that we are still competitive. When you get your offer in matters. 
Okay, very good. Okay, and number eight, what specific services do you provide to buyers and sellers? You know, that's interesting. Uh, One of the services that we provide that others don't are to our investors. Investors that buy property from us get to take advantage of our property management. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to buy a home and then have somebody else manage it if they've chosen you for your integrity, your knowledge, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but the negotiation, the skill of bidding in a competitive market. Yeah. A big big part of, like, especially for buyers on the buy side, that team aspect, I think, really comes into play over – because um, we can say if for some reason we're not able to show, a team member will be able to show. And that is that is a that true is statement. Yeah. Well, and like if you have uh, a parent-teacher conference that evening and yep. you're going to be out, but that's the only time your buyer has to look, yeah. well, a team member can show that buyer for you. Yeah. And you'll be involved, I'm sure, in choosing the properties they uh, want to see and listeners might be a little bit surprised that I'm involved in that too <laughs> because I help go over with agents and we train as to to be an active listener yeah. when you're talking to a client so that you can hear what they say and what they mean at engage in a conversation ask a question I mean do they really only want Piedmont schools do they really only want Westmore High School? What is different things? Yeah. I mean, would you take a one-and-a-half-story even though you told us you really wanted a one-story? Uh, so the communication there is very important. Absolutely it is. Uh, number seven, what are the fees and commission rates? Well, you know, that's an important question to ask, and that's usually the first question people ask. Right. Because it's like, uh, the realtor who charges the less fees is going to get my business. I will caution you on that because the <laughs> realtor who charges the less fees probably has no experience, almost none, and doesn't have any of the skills to negotiate and get for your property what you need to get for it. And the same thing on the buy side. Yeah, it's absolutely the same on the buy side as far as what, um, you know, I, I get asked often what's, what commission, what happens on the buy side of this. And the commission is, um, in, in Oklahoma, is, is the commission on the buy side is paid out from the listing agent says, hey, if you bring a qualified buyer, I will pay you X amount to bring the qualified buyer. And, right. it, and it varies. If from, it closes. If it closes. Yeah. That's the and, big thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, number six. What are your top priority? What is your top priority as my realtor? How you? I, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> uh, exactly. And yeah. and each client is just a little bit different. Some clients have a lot of time. Others don't have much time at all to make their transaction work. And we we're dealing with a lot of that with ten thirty one tax exchanges. The government has set certain parameters on time frames that you have to identify properties that you might buy. You have to close within a certain amount of time. And 
or pay taxes on what you just sold. Yep. And so we we deal with that quite a lot and that but you are our top priority and whatever your goals are. Uh and if you've got more time, we you know, we had one recently that wouldn't close, couldn't close before a certain date. And we had buyers wanting to close before that date. But, and we went to this seller and said, is it really important that you still wait for that date? Because this buyer can't wait. They're selling their house. Yeah, They've got to move here. Their job starts at this time and they've got to be here. And, uh, you know, we discussed things like, well, could you move and still close on that same date? Maybe we could rent to this buyer 10 days before closing. I mean, there's different things you can do to help any kind of a client on that. So number five, what's your approach to property uh, to pricing properties? Uh, and Well, should you really ask your listing agent to price your property? How do we do it, Mark? On So the... The way that we look at pricing property, it is what does the market say that price? What does that community say is price? What does an appraiser say that's price? You have to look at it from from several different directions. In the end, it's going to be a buyer who comes and makes you an offer. Right. And so it is. There's pricing is really critical right now, isn't it, Becky? Well, more so than I've seen it in a very long time. Uh, okay, one more and then we'll take a break. Okay. Are you a full-time or part-time agent? Now, is it really important to get a full-time agent? Well, if they're not on a team, you better be getting a full-time agent yeah. so that they're available when action needs to be taken on your property or so that they can uh, identify a property you want to buy for sure. I have seen some very stellar part-time agents so I'm not going to draw a line in the sand there because there was, I think she's still working actually, but there's an agent that uh, waited tables at a restaurant and her client base came from that restaurant's clientele <laughs> and she did a great job and still worked yeah. waiting tables. And she said, well, I don't have to work waiting tables, but that's my client base. It's kind of like I go to work every day and prospect. <laughs> so, what an interesting business model. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah. So, we've Our, got three more. We got, and we'll be back right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We are talking about the top 10 questions to ask your Oklahoma City real estate agent. And if you would like to call in, we would love for you to call in and ask, what question would you ask a realtor? I'd love that. It'd be great. So the number is 405-840-1000, 405-840-1000. And we have a few Casa Perico lunch certificates. Free lunch. So, okay, number three. Number three. Uh, do you have references or client testimonials? You know, in the olden days, we literally printed out. Some of them were handwritten and put them in a listing book to show people our client testimonials. We, they would mostly be thank you notes 
from clients, Mm -hmm. and I would just copy them and put them on pages. Well, that's changed a lot, hasn't it? So go to Google, look at the reviews, read them. Go to Zillow, look at the reviews. Go to Realtor.com, look at the reviews. You know, a a big thing with, and I would suggest this with anyone you see a Google review or a Zillow review or any of that, look to see if they're actual reviews. Like real people, real circumstances. And do you know something that I get solicited for is for purchased reviews? Mm-hmm. It's a big thing out I there. I get emails. I get phone calls saying, I can get you 100 reviews for this much money. Yeah. 100 five-star reviews for this much money. Well, fortunately, we have hundreds of reviews uh, that we did not pay for. Uh, and I think I've got a one-star review uh, from one of my clients, and it did not surprise me when it came in. We tried really hard to satisfy that client, uh, but she was not to be satisfied. And then we've got one four-star review uh, because, and it was a glowing review, but some people just are sure. not going to give that fifth star, star right? right? Which is, but each one of those. If you read them, they are from an actual client. They've been verified. So when uh, you are verified through Google, that yeah. that makes a difference. So anyway. Anyone who has complete five stars, I don't believe any of them then. Right. Because there's no way you can satisfy everyone 100% to the – because we're, we're all human. We're human on our side. Well, we do have over 99% five-star reviews. We do. But read them because they're right, from actual because they're actual people. So client testimonials nowadays, you can search independently and go to different websites. Yeah. There's a website called ratemyagent.com that you can go to and rate your agent. Yeah. So that that's a good one. It is a good one. Number two, what areas of Oklahoma City do you specialize in? I get this a lot uh, because... People in Norman want to know, do you know Norman? People in Jones want to know, do you know Jones? Uh, El Reno, Guthrie, and all the neighborhoods in between all those. How well do you know the market? Now, I will say that you've been doing this less time than I have, Mark. Mm -hmm. So I probably know the geographic markets better than you do. However, the new neighborhoods you probably know more than I do. But the combination, we talk about this in our team meetings sometimes about what are the new neighborhoods going up. By the way, there is a great new neighborhood uh, being platted out right now in Piedmont. So that's going to be a good one. Uh, And how do we know these things? Well, I talked to the guy that actually, uh, I was getting a cost segregation report done. If you don't know what that is, it doesn't even matter. But anyway, you uh, and he, I kind of asked him because I knew that he checked. He worked for banks to like he will go out to a project and make sure that it's at a certain step before the bank's going to give a draw to build a building. Uh So he knows about developments and stuff. And so I kind of made a friend of him and I'm going to get. A lot of information from him over the years, right? So uh, what area do we specialize in? We specialize in 
the entire central Oklahoma area. There's nine counties that we specialize in. And we can do that because we have a very, I would say, tenured knowledge base. <laughs> I mean, because we, you sell a house to somebody in Bethany, and they need to sell their house in Midwest City. So you learn about Midwest City. Right. And that's how it started. But at this point, I don't think, if you want to know about Lake Aluma, well, I mean, there's little Forest Park. There's little neighborhoods and actually municipalities mm -hmm. that are within the metro. So uh, do go with somebody. If all their listings have been in Bethany, you probably should hesitate to hire them to sell your house and more. Right? Yep. Okay. You right. got to have the knowledge base. Yep. Okay. And how long have you been in real estate in Oklahoma City? Well, next month on the 17th, I will have been doing this full-time for 47 years. And I will tell you, that's a long time. doesn't really seem like that long. <laughs> but uh, the every transaction you do, you gain a little bit more knowledge. Yeah. Because transactions, there's certain systems that you can put in place. But there's that little bit of information you need that you may have gathered 18 years ago on a transaction that's really uh, unique to that property, but it may not happen for another 18 years. So anyway, that is the top 10 questions someone asks of a different team, right? Okay. How about my top questions? In my advertising brochures, I list 20 top questions uh, to ask a realtor. How long have you been in real estate? But And how many transactions have you successfully closed? Well, mine's over 2,000, so there you go. Uh, that's a, but you gain a little bit of knowledge from each transaction. You learn how to work with different types of people. Uh, they, they communicate differently than what you might communicate with. There's just a lot. What's what's another question I ask, Mark? So on uh, average, how long does it take for you to sell a listing? Uh, well, that is not an on average question. Now, on some markets in the last two years, yes, you could say on average it took us three days to sell yeah. a listing or on average it took us four days to sell a listing. Uh, it doesn't mean every listing is going to sell in that amount of time. You're going to have the 80 acres with a little farmhouse on it. And that's going to take a specific buyer that's got a whole lot of money because that little farmhouse cannot be 70% of the value of that property. Uh, and that's knowing that kind of thing that like the house itself has to be valued at at least 70% of the value of the acreage and the house combined. So that's, that's a difference. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and also with this question, it really depends on like the location of the house. The lo but the realtor should be able to tell you what's the average for that neighborhood. What's right. the average for that type of uh, in that particular county in that particular area? They should have the knowledge, or for that price range, or that right because the upper price ranges typically take longer to sell yep. than the lower price ranges do because. The higher you go in 
property price, the less buyers you have out there. Mm-hmm. So, and the lower you go, the more buyers you have out there because there's investors wanting the lower end properties. There's homeowners wanting to move from rentals into those lower priced properties. So that's a lot, right? Absolutely. Uh, and so, how, ask them how many properties have you priced this? Have you uh, sold this year? And uh, if they say less than 10, you're in trouble. So, uh, and I don't, I'm not sure, but I'm sure it's over 100 properties we've sold this year. I, I have lost count of what we've done on that. But, uh, and how will you market my property? Well, we do different marketing than any real estate company that I know of in the metro. Uh, we use a Matterport camera. We, we, you're telling me we're taking a it's break. It. Okay. You tell them after the break all the ways that we market your property. When we come back, you're in Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins. And we are talking about what questions should you, have you asked a realtor? And it is time for our word of the day. is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. Give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. You know the best time to get your roof checked out? September, October, and November. How come? Because after the hot summer, sometimes the hail marks show up more. Mm. So... Uh, we had our roof at our office inspected like after the hailstorm that we had. I think it was April. And they were going, no, you really just don't have that much damage. Your roof's good. And then yesterday they came and checked it again, and the insurance company's replacing the roof. And who helped that ha- make that happen? Larry Robbins made that happen because he was there talking with the adjuster. And... Uh, got, I mean, so call Larry Robbins, I'm just saying, uh, Robbins Roofing, because he can be a real advocate for you. Yeah. Our word of the day today, by the way, that was just a little bonus information <laughs> for you, but our word of the day is service. Now, that has different meanings. I mean, it could be just the action of helping or doing work for someone, which in real estate business, that's exactly what we do, but it's also assistance or advice given to customers or clients during and after the sale of goods or services, which is real estate services, mm-hmm. is what we offer. So uh, we almost did our word of the day on listening because listening is what we train ourselves to do. Uh, so you have to be an active listener and listen to your client. Yeah. So that's our word of the day brought to you by Robbins Roofing. So. Boy, a big part of that, I know that you teach 
your agents that we are we are providing services for a client. We are not an agent on behalf of that client. Like we don't have this is a big deal. I will tell you. Here. I listened to another real estate show a couple or three weeks ago and a different station in they had a real estate show and I listened and they constantly referred to representing a client. We represent when we represent you, when whatever. Well, legally, we Oklahoma legislature decided not to put us under what's called law of agency any longer. We cannot represent you. We provide services for you. And the difference of that being you cannot be liable for anything we say on your behalf. Like, uh, is the roof in good condition? If we say, well, yes, the roof is in good condition, we're not speaking for you, so you can't be sued for uh, something we say. And I think the legislature was pretty smart in doing that. Uh, (laughs) But our vocabulary is still... So many people use the word represent, and it yeah. really is that we provide services for our clients, whether they be buyers or sellers. Right. Uh, so the other number six on my list is, uh, are you a broker or an agent? Well, actually, Mark, you're getting your broker's license I'm, I'm now. I'm in the midst of getting and, my broker's license. Yeah, because you gain a little bit more knowledge when you do that. So. For our listeners, what's the difference between a broker and an agent? Well, an agent has to work under a broker's license, the supervision of a broker. If you're, and even if you're a broker associate, there's one primary uh, broker in each office that's responsible for overseeing uh, and giving guidance to the agents and, you know, Using that reasonable skill and care that we care about so much. Uh, You can be a broker working under another broker's license. So when you get your broker's license, you would be called a broker associate. You're an associate, but you're not the broker in charge. as primary broker. Primary broker, right. So uh, there's extra education. You uh, have to have been an agent for a certain period of time before you can be a broker. So there's different requirements, a little bit higher level. Is there any advantage to a client in working with a broker versus an agent? Well, all of them work, all agents or broker associates work under a broker. Be sure the broker they work under knows what's going on mm-hmm. uh, because you need to be actively involved as a broker. So not just a figurehead. Uh, and we've got some of those offices in our city that have like 200 agents and nobody really, in my humble opinion, they're not really well supervised. It's hard to supervise 200 agents, right? Yep. Uh, And look over each transaction that they write. Uh, Okay. So number seven, you want to do that one, Mark? Do you work as solo or part uh, or as part of a team? And we covered that with the other agents thing, and we work as a team, and we think that's to our client's advantage, but it's also to our advantage because, like I say, we get a day off now, right? (laughs) Uh, Exactly. 
So when it kind of goes into the next one of, will I be working with you directly or hand it off to someone else? I, I bet you get this question all the time. This so much. Yeah. Uh, and as a team member, I'm the team leader, but the team, my team, yes, they will be doing part of the work on your transaction. If you feel like you need to meet with me, I've never declined meeting with someone. Uh, but I will tell you that now that we have a very well-oiled machine of a, of a team that there's so much that I don't do as well as my team members do, like entering a listing into the multi-list. Well, I just don't do that anymore. I have someone who specializes in that, and I ask them to do it so they're faster at it, they're more efficient, and they're really more knowledgeable of the mechanics of how to do that. Yeah. So, yes, you, you're not going to be handed off at my office. I will tell you that. You're not handed off because I'm involved in what happens at my office uh, and in your transaction. But you will meet with Judy or Mark to list a property. They are very current on going out and determining what needs to be done to get the most money out of your house or listening to you if you just want to sell it as it is. So uh, that's, that's how I handle that. All right. So uh, next question is, will you provide services to me exclu exclusively or will you work with both the buyer and the seller? Do you know something? Uh, in real estate terms, we love to double dip, which means we have the buyer and the seller. And there's not a conflict when you uh, most of the time I about an hour on our team. About 88% of the time, another realtor sells our listing or we sell another realtor's listing. Mm -hmm. And that's good numbers uh, because we don't want to hold your property back and try to sell it ourselves. We want to sell it to the most ready and available buyer that's willing to pay the highest price. So, yes, we invite co-broking with other agents. Uh on occasion, I mean, we get calls on your property when you list it. So what do we do? We say, okay, well, a buyer's agent will go out and show that property. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes, well, in fact, real often, we will be able to do both sides of the transaction if it's fresh on the market, because we know it's going on the market ahead of time. So we call our buyers that may be looking at that type property to tell them, hey, we've got a listing coming up you might be interested in. Yeah. So. Well, and this goes back to providing services over, you know, our job. And I tell buyers and sellers this is I have the hardest and easiest job, which is to keep you in the driver's seat. My job is just to get you the right information that you have a full view so that you can make the choice that's right for you. Right. And if they miss something, you can point it out. Mm -hmm. If they miss asking a question, you can go, do you kind of wonder how old the air conditioner is <laughs> as it starts rattling as you go by? Yep. We want you to keep you on the right road without right. heading off 
into right. bad paths and bad ditches. And Yeah. You don't want to sell them something that they're not going to end up closing on because mm-hmm. it's costly. You have to pay for inspections, appraisal, uh, all this stuff that you ends up being over $1,000. Yeah. And then you don't buy the house. Uh, so, you know, you do your job, basically. <laughs> uh, is, real, is real estate your full-time job? Well, most of the time, yes. Everybody in my office is certainly their full-time job. And uh, what is your experience? We covered that answer uh, earlier. But having experience, I just cannot express to you how important that is. And the experience, now a realtor can have as much experience in three years as somebody else has in 30 years depends on the volume of transactions they mm-hmm. they do yeah so and luckily in my experience i mean i've closed 36 or more transactions since my third year in real estate uh each year mm. i mean and more than that recently of course but uh a lot of transactions my first year of the goal was to sell 12 then second year, my goal was to sell 24. Then I had a goal of selling 36. And uh, then it went from 36 to 53, then to 76. And now it's in the hundreds. So there you go. Uh, experience matters. Experience does matter. And we'll be back with more right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. News Radio 1000, KTOK. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Our smoking hot deal is brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the south corner of 122nd and Penn, on 63rd, just west of Meridian, and in Yukon at 505 East Main Street on Route 66. I can hardly wait to go to Casa Perico's. Uh- <laughs> I haven't been there in a couple or three weeks. That's been too long then. That's way too long. Uh, okay. Our smoking hot deal today is Stone Mill edition in Yukon. Yukon Schools, right in Yukon. Beautiful edition, by the way. Uh, I drove through it yesterday, and it's just, it's got like Water's Edge. Mm-hmm. It's got a couple of little side neighborhoods that are gated. The main one is not gated. But this is pretty deep into the neighborhood, and it is a vacant lot with a swimming pool on it. Oh, wow. So you can build your dream house and have your swimming pool, have your pool. already there. So Stone Mill, a vacant lot uh, with a swimming pool. So uh, give us a call if you're interested in that. Yep. It's That actually is not in Multilist yet. So we will be putting that in Multilist Maybe later today, but it might be Monday. The office number, if that is ringing a bell for you, the office number is 405-722-3232. Okay, so let's continue on and and get through the list of questions that I think you need to ask your realtor. But first, we've got a caller. We have a caller. We have Ann on the line. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, guys. I um I want to comment on your uh, expertise and knowledge. We had a house that had been on the market way too long in our estimation and uh called you all in and um 
first thing I want to comment on is the pictures you took of the place to go online. They were fantastic, much better than the other ones we'd had. And then the main reason I called is uh, when Becky came out and went through the house, and she is a good listener. Oh, boy, she is. Um, we asked if there's something we could do to help it sell since it had been on the market a while, and she suggested that we repaint the first floor, and we did, and goodness, I don't think it was weeks until it sold. So that was good that she suggest, suggested things that could help it sell. Yeah, I like I'm that remembering a lot. that house, and it, the first floor was in kind of a peach tone, which frankly yes, did not go it. real well with the uh, red oak trim that was in that home, and it, it just yeah. fought each other, but a very neutral uh, off-white color was what you needed in that house. So, well, and, obviously it was. I'm impressed that you remember, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember that. And uh, it, it it was an upper-end home, and yeah. it was just – and there was a lot of wall to paint. So the buyer yes. would walk in and just not get a good feeling because it was – the woodwork and the carpet and the – walls just fought each other and then they looked at the walls and thought we would say well you could paint the walls but the thing is yeah. uh ex- nobody wants to paint so those walls that. they were so tall <laughs> yeah your expertise knew that ours it looked fine the way it was oh. you know <laughs> well thank you for your comment and uh and uh why don't you call our office on monday morning and maybe we can arrange to for uh me to just take you to Casa Pericos. Oh, my goodness. I can do that easily. Okay. Good deal. Thank you, Ann. Thanks, Ann. Okay. We're, let's round it up here and ask the last few questions that I think you should ask your realtor. All right. What? Oh, sorry. You're heading to me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how many contracts do you currently have pending? Well. The- or how many do you have listed? Kind of. Well, right now, question. Uh, as of yesterday, we had seven pending, uh, and this is a very, very tough market. I will tell you, typically, we have two to three dozen listings, and we usually have about 25 or so, give or take about five, pending contracts. Now, the, in, the this is not that market, uh, I mean – because there's just nobody wanting to sell their house if they're sitting on a 3% interest rate. Yeah. But uh, the fact is that if you don't have any signs in the ground, people don't call you on another house. It's hard to get phone calls in and to get a buyer in to purchase your one listing if you have one listing, if you don't have a lot of signs in the ground. And so that really helps mm-hmm. uh, on that. So ask, ask your realtor that. And another one was tell me about your fees, and we've talked about that. And what's number 15 here? How will showings be scheduled for my property? However is good for you. We have an automated system in the multi-list that most everybody uses. Sometimes someone doesn't want to do automated. I will say our population has gone to texting pretty easily. Mm -hmm. So we schedule by texting, but we can receive a phone call too. And kind of negotiate showing times if it doesn't work for you. So that that's sort of on a 
listening basis too. We listen to what you want and what you need. Well, this next one kind of goes to a little bit of Ann's thing. Will you tell me what I need to hear? Well, it was not easy to tell. It actually was easy for me because I'm used to doing it. But uh, to tell Ann, you need to paint the downstairs. Yeah. Uh, the upstairs was, frankly, the same color, too. But the downstairs was when you just walk in, it just hits you in the face, this color. Sometimes it's an odor that hits you when you walk in the front door. Other times it's clutter. Other times it's dim light bulbs, or it could be energy-saving light bulbs that flicker uh, instead of shine bright when you get into a property. Mm -hmm. So I will tell you what you need to hear. Like, hey, I stumbled over your hose on my way in. You want to remove that hose, and if you want to use it again, hook it up again because the front walk to your house needs to be clear. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, I'm I'm very frank with that. So, okay. Next one, next question. How will you keep me informed? Do you know the number one reason th that people complain about their realtors is lack of communication? And I don't think we haven't had a phone call or a complaint about that in many, many years because we constantly keep in touch with our clients and we do it on, we listen. However, we go back and we see how did they first contact us? Was it by text? Was it by a phone call? Was it by email? And then we ask, how do you want us to communicate with you? Do you want us to send you an email or would you rather us pick up a phone or do you prefer a text? And we communicate that way. However, someone wants us to. Most of the time we're interacting people while they are on the move. I mean, like, yes. So it is communicating the way that is essential for you. So uh, the next question is how will you deal with the issues that come up? First of all, we anticipate the issues before they come up and we deal with them head on. Uh, and that's real important. And, and what happens if you're not happy? I mean, fire us. If you're not happy with us, uh, if you think you can find a better realtor, you you probably should do that. If we're not doing our job, I always say, if we're not doing our job, you can fire us. Yeah. If we're doing our job, we need to talk. And determining the market value of a property is the last one I've got on my list, and we can talk about that in length at an upcoming show. Thanks for being with us here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK. And may all of your hopes turn to wishes And may all of your wishes come true